0: pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Will Levis stays on the board, Anthony Richardson, University of Florida, with just 13 games under his belt and a 6-7 record, 6-7, comes to the Colts, and according to Chris Ballard, This is the guy they wanted all along. Which tells me Chris Ballard is completely and totally in control of this team. And also tells me that Chris Ballard is willing to put it all on the line... Because maybe that's all there's left. Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins me right now from 93.5, 107.5. The fan in Indianapolis, the voice of sports in Indiana. There's a lot to take from this first round of the NFL draft. You also have Lamar Jackson going back to the Ravens with not a fully guaranteed contract. But let's keep it here for right now. Uh, This number four pick, Anthony Richardson, your take.
1: Now, you know what? It makes sense. I mean, it does, and here's the thing, Tony. i would said this all along. I wasn't really going to be angry or mad about a quarterback that they were going to take it for. I was going to be angry or mad if they traded back or didn't get a quarterback in this draft because it was long past time to stop the whole veteran Band-Aid treatment and do just this. So if you want to look at the upside of Anthony Richardson, don't look at his stats. While he was quarterback in Florida, 13 started games, you know, obviously not a great completion percentage, not a lot of accuracy. That's fine. He's 20 years old and he is the most athletically gifted quarterback to ever enter the NFL out of college. And now it's up to this, Tony. It is up to Shane Steichen. It's a guy that they signed for six years and they believe in who helped tutor Philip Rivers at the end of his career, who helped bring along Justin Herbert, and then who did a year ago with Jalen Hurts what Jalen Hurts did to get to the Super Bowl. This is who they're entrusting the future of that position and this 20-year-old quarterback. He is in the hands of Shane Steichen. So two things that you noticed last night with the selection, Tony. One was, I think, and I think this is absolutely accurate, that Shane Steichen had to be the final sign-off on who he wanted to be his quarterback, who he wanted to mold. I think you saw that last night. And I think you also noticed you mentioned this regarding Chris Ballard. You know that now because you've got a 20-year-old quarterback that's very inexperienced that you have to bring along, that, as I've said all along, Chris Ballard's got three more years. This is a reboot. Chris Ballard's got at least three years to bring this thing along, and Shane Steichen, I think, had the loudest voice in terms of who he wanted as the future quarterback of the Colts. That's my assessment after last night on the surface we'll talk about later on today, but a lot of interesting scenarios going on there, Tony.
0: Yeah, Richardson, by the way, 54.7% of his passes, 24 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Uh, He also ran 161 times for over 1,100 yards and 12 touchdowns. Uh, so if he's not able to throw it, he is able to run it, which gives you uh, visions of Jalen Hurts uh, yeah. running uh, through through your head, which is great when you're a young, uh, athletic uh, and fully healthy quarterback. Doesn't necessarily work when you are Lamar Jackson, uh, which I, I, I bring that up again. This is a lot of of risk. Your argument is, and maybe this was Ballard's argument, I've got the guy who knows how to bring quarterbacks along. I admit that I'm in a rebuilding. I've got an offensive line that i got to retool anyway, but I've got all the pieces that can be here for another decade, a full decade amongst uh, those guys. This is the moment. It's a now or never. And besides, I have to rebuild anyway because I haven't been able to satisfy the quarterback position since Andrew
1: Luck left. Yeah, no doubt, Tony. You go back to that Philadelphia game. Remember the, the one the Colts had an opportunity to win back in, I think, November, October of a year ago, whatever the case was. But Jim Irsay remarked after that game how vital having a guy like Jalen Hurts is at quarterback because you're such a dual threat and you have to account for him in so many different capacities that it's almost like you have an extra man on the field. And it's funny, I was thinking about that last night when I decided to go with Richardson. That kind of held true. And I like the fact that it appears... To me, that when you bring in a coach, I know he's a first year head coach, but you bring him in, you sign him for six years, and he is most noted for building quarterbacks in different styles, Tony, of quarterbacks. You bring him in with, I think, what is the check mark of approval over anybody else on who he wants to build, who he wants to mold. I said this about what was said regarding CJ Stroud, where people had said, well, you know what? He's not coachable. He won't be coachable in the NFL. You know, he's not a guy that's going to be a leader. I think there are so many assets that Richardson has athletically you can build into, you can mold into what he is going to be in so many of those categories. But, man, he is athletic, and it has juiced, I think, a fan base, Tony. We've talked about this in recent weeks a juiceless fan base around here. They were just kind of going, yeah, yeah, whatever they're going to do. But there
0: is no doubt, man, up. the people people yeah. did not look at this pick and, and, and say, oh my gosh, what is Chris Ballard doing talking to JMV from 93.5, 107.5, the fan here in Indianapolis. fans, Colts fans looked at this pick and said, that's cool. They don't seem bothered by it, which leads us now to the Will Levis conversation. This guy did not go in the first round. All the talk was about him is this a story of hype on hype or is this a, a story of something happened that made people say you know what uh i don't need to bring myself in one more quarterback let me get these position players in all the ways i need them because after after number four after the colts it's most it, there's a lot of defense yeah. in that top 10 and only two running backs in the top 12.
1: Well, I think part of it is, too, you only had a couple of teams that you thought maybe logically would take a quarterback. It's funny, somebody asked me last night, Tony, if I thought that had the the Colts selected Levis, if Richardson would have taken such an incredible slide into the second round as he has, I would doubt it. I think somebody would have taken a shot at him then. But I think that was part of it. There just were not a lot of quarterback needs in these uh, drafting team positions that we saw. So I think Levis was certainly victim to that. Now, you go back with me, and I had old information. I mean, it goes back to even when the Colts were in season, that they they liked Levis, and you have to hand it to the Colts because they locked this thing up tight. And whether or not they let Jim Irsay be privy to, you know, maybe the deepest conversations they were had about the direction they were going to go, we can argue and debate that all we want. But they kept that thing locked up tight exactly how you have to. And a lot of people, Tony, have suggested – you know, Chris Ballard with a smoke screen and he fooled national people, and he fooled Vegas, you know, and he fooled, oh, yeah, JMV, you know, you're talking about how it's going to be Levis. I-, I thought the biggest smoke screen ever was a year ago when he tried to sell. They tried to sell Matt Ryan to everybody, and after basically the first series of downs, you saw that that wasn't true. I don't think that this was a smoke screen or a sales job. I just think this is a great job of drafting the guy, targeting the guy that you wanted, and then keeping quiet about it and sitting there and waiting for him comfortably fall in your lap and that's exactly what happened
0: when we watch uh this this draft we're gonna have to talk much more about this i i thought the most stunning move was seeing that the texans were able to trade up to get the third pick as well as the second pick and they go cj stroud the guy you talked highly about mm-hmm. cj stroud and then will anderson jr in the first round did anybody have a better draft than the houston texans
1: Love it. I do. I absolutely love it. You get the second best, arguably second best. There's a good argument to be made there quarterback in the draft, and then you get the best defensive player, which there's not much of an argument there, and Will Anderson. No, I thought that that was absolutely exceptional, and you know what? The Texans are a team that used the media, too. Adam Schefter two weeks ago said, hey, there's no way in the world. I will make a bet right now that the Texans will not draft a quarterback at number two overall. The guy that covers them, John McClain, told me yesterday that that's categorically wrong. They are going to draft a quarterback. Now, he had it mixed up. He thought it was going to be Levis, and I think a lot of people were fooled by that, but he was right. They ended up drafting a quarterback and then moving up in the way that they did. I love it because that is something that we've heard around here a couple of years ago. And remember that quote was all chips in to me in Houston. That is a sign of all of their chips in the long-term will be in. I absolutely love it. It doesn't discount what the Colts did because I can get down with that as well. Nothing was really going to make me mad if they selected the quarterback, but what the Texans did, I mean, there are a lot of stones in doing that. And it's something that the Colts fans have wanted to see out of this group for a while. And I'll tip my cap to it. I thought that was nice. JMV, 93-5,
0: 107 uh, the the fan, I appreciate taking the time to be with us on the drivehubler.com hotline.